0: The Millennial Way, a podcast made for the on the go millennial, giving you tips and advice on how to up level your career, teaching you the things they don't teach you in school. When they ask why, just tell them it's The Millennial Way. Here's your host, Chase Coleman. y'all welcome back to another episode of the millennial way i am so excited for today's guest my buddy my football teammate in college my good friend i mean this guy is going to end up being in my wedding most likely if i ever have one in the near future but guys before i even get into that i have to tell you guys that my buddy cal who's about to come on in just a moment has moved so many times i mean We talk about moving and getting around as millennials and having the ability to be mobile and move around, especially when it comes to a job. Now, this guy epitomizes moving. I think he's said he lives in like, he's lived in five states in three years or something like that, or six cities in in less than three years. It's just absolutely unreal. And that reminds me of all the travel that I personally have coming up, and I'm super excited about this. I'm going to Chicago at the end of June. I'm going back home to Atlanta for the 4th of July. I'm also headed to Scottsdale for a bachelor party at the end of July. And then I have three weeks back-to-back where I'm traveling. So I'll be in Scottsdale. Then I'll be in L.A. celebrating my grandfather's 80th birthday. Shout out to him. And then I'm finally off to the wedding out in Charlotte. And I'm super pumped for that. But I tell you guys all of this because not to boast about how much I'm traveling or how much I got going on. But it's really around the fact that I love traveling for the fact that you get to meet so many different people. And I had a really good conversation with my mentor literally 30 minutes before recording this podcast today about how you become wiser by actually traveling because you get to meet so many people from so many different backgrounds. And it's just so much fun to realize how different life is, not only across the United States, right? Every region is so different. The South is different from the West, which is different from the Northwest, but also how different life is around the world. Guys, if you ever have the chance or the opportunity to travel, I highly, highly recommend it because you you won't regret it, honestly. You'll get to see a new city, you'll get to try new food, you'll also get to meet some spectacular people and they are so much fun to really, truly get to sit down and meet. So if you have that opportunity, go ahead and do it. Switching gears real quickly, as you guys know, my favorite sport, The NBA basketball it's still in it's one-to-one in the NBA Finals right now Kevin Durant still is not coming back yet for game three who knows if he'll come back for game four But this has been one hell of a finals go Raptors And like I said last time shout out to my boy Jordan Lord go Jordan now. Let's get into it and y'all I got my good buddy Who, I actually, it's funny how we met. So Cal and I met on Twitter before we even got to fall camp. Now, I mentioned to you guys that we played football together at Stetson, and that's originally how we became friends. But we were talking smack about one-on-ones where the receivers have to, and the DBs have to play against each other. Because I was like, man, I think the DBs got them. Cal kept talking crap, saying that all he was going to do was toast me, toast Glenn, toast Chris, all this and that. But guys, I'm so excited to introduce my buddy, the general sales manager at Fitness Ventures LLC, Calvin Armitage. Cal, thank you for joining
1: us today. What's up, man? Thank you for having me. I would just like to point out that I did toast every <laughs> single one of those people. So
0: Don't believe every word that Cal says it for the rest of his time just because he's already talking all that crap. No, I'm joking. But Cal, like I said, guys, Cal is a general sales manager at Fitness Ventures LLC, and what does that mean exactly? Well, Cal basically goes and opens up all these fun gyms, a.k.a. Crunch Gym, my favorite gym, except we need one here in Seattle. And he gets to build them from the ground up, and then it's almost like he moves on. And I, nobody else can, can actually tell you what Cal does better than Cal. So Cal, can you tell us at first what it is exactly that you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as you just said, I'm the general sales manager for Fitness Ventures, LLC, which is a franchise underneath the Crunch Corporation. Uh, So currently right now, I'm responsible for uh, basically playing a role in opening up all brand new clubs, doing the initial hiring, setting different things up as far as uh, kind of deliveries when they're coming in, helping trainers uh, get on board as well as kind of making sure that people have all the necessary qualifications, the type of energy that we want to kind of bring into the crunch, Jim. Uh, and once the club opens up, I normally stay on for about a month. Um, and really kind of just help out any way I possibly can just with day-to-day operations. And then I visit any other club who may be struggling um, or maybe if we're implementing kind of a new structure as far as sales go, I'll come into those older clubs and help them with that of okay. stuff.
0: that sounds cool. That sounds cool. And Cal, what really got you into this? I know that as football players, we had to work out you know, every day, almost during the season and out of season. And then when the season was over, you, Louie, Zach, I mean, you guys were hitting the gym, Chuck, you guys were hitting the gym all the time. And I would just love to hear what kind of kept you interested in fitness. And then what made you want to work in fitness?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, definitely growing up being a student athlete, uh, fitness just becomes part of your life as part of the daily thing that you do, uh, whether it's some type of a workout practice, whatever the case may be. Um, and it, it definitely helped me transition after football was done um, and just to kind of staying active. Uh, but I would say the, the kind of the main reason that I got into fitness is because I, I have a true passion for helping people. Um, I, I believe that I could impact somebody's day um, every single time I speak with them and Kind of being able to do that through fitness is a very easy way to get influenced and involved in somebody's life. That's,
0: yeah, that's great. I mean, on just on our last episode, I was talking with Andre about how hitting the gym or doing something where you get your blood flow is so pivotal to your everyday life. I mean, there was a time where I stopped working out and really wasn't doing anything that was physical besides work, to be honest, and it was tough. I mean, like you feel your body getting weaker. It's tougher to get up in the morning. Like it's, it's really interesting how your body works and how your body is so adaptable and uh, and immediately it's like, I'm not working out anymore. I'm going to be kind of, and I want to say like lazy, but you're more nonchalant about things and it's and unreal how, yeah, how nonchalant you get when you, you're not hitting the gym, you know? And you said that you really love helping people. And how is it exactly that you guys are helping people besides just like their personal fitness. I mean, like, are you seeing things where their mood changes or how their acting changes? Or, I mean, like, because I'm sure you see these people on the
1: daily. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's. I think the most rewarding part is seeing an individual member's transformation. Um, I, with with big box chains, kind kind of like Crunch, where it's a low cost model operation. You know, there's a lot of people that join the gym. Um, and sometimes it's it's super low price, so the ability for everybody to join makes it is really easy. Um, but then we find a lot of people that have never been a member of a gym before their entire life because they couldn't afford it, and now they have this opportunity. Um, so how do we create habits for these people on a day to day basis of getting into the gym? Gym. now some people have never worked out and like you were talking about uh, you know if you don't work out for a while you feel lethargic you feel like a little bit less energy so finding different ways to get people involved in that and just make an overall lifestyle change is really the big impact that we're looking to make
0: that's awesome that's awesome and you said that you help like when you when you open up a crunch you help train all the Essentially, the trainers, the the managers there, and all of the people who have to handle the sales aspect of that. Before you had taken this job, Cal, I know that it, it, you got this like coming right out of college. Had you taught people how to do that before, or was this just something that you had learned and trained on the job, and then learned how to train others through intuition and then also through a little bit of hard work? And also, like, like tell us a little bit more about how you went about this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was actually privileged to work with another franchise right before I went into working for the Fitness Ventures, LLC. Um, And during that time period, I had the chance to work with a bunch of different um, individuals, managers, front desk employees, managers in training uh, who were really kind of primarily focused on sales, how they taught it, how they did it. Um, the the biggest thing that I took away is that every single person sales different. Their tours different. The way they talk to somebody is different. Um, and for for sales, I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, I can teach people to sell. I can teach people how to have those conversations, overcome objections. But what I cannot teach is enthusiasm, is passion. Um, and if you have those type of traits, it's very easy, uh, especially if you're willing to learn to really kind of move into a sales type role where you can actually help people. Um, but not in the way where you feel like you are pressuring them to do something, but the way that you're kind of figuring out what they're truly interested in doing and making sure that they get everything set up to make sure they're successful at the facility.
0: Okay, that's awesome. So it sounds like there's basic like sales principles that you want them to do. Like you have to show them the gym. You have to talk to them about what their goals are and what ex- what it is they exactly want to get out of this. And then it's like you allow them to stick to their own style so that way they can be who they are which is that enthusiastic person that you just hired right
1: Correct. Absolutely. There, there's definitely a framework of questions um, and different types of information that we're trying to get in order to make the sale easier for our representative. Um, but at the exact same time, it's all relevant information to making sure that we're showing the member that's touring or the prospect that's coming around everything that they are interested in about the facility. Um, and uh, definitely for sure, if, if their personality takes over, sometimes people will just sign up based off the person, the relationship that they build, not necessarily what the gym can offer for them.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very true because I'm a proponent of that all the time. I mean, I'm always like, if I go into a new gym and I like the person who's selling it to me, I'm like, all right, so where do I sign and, and how can I get that package? And I mean, shoot, if I could give you a little bit of a bonus, like, you know, from the corporation, not from me personally, then I'll help you get that sale for today. Yeah. <laughs> but I do want to, <laughs> I do want to back up just a little bit, Colin, in terms of like going are getting out of college and getting ready to get a job such as this one, what was it that, what, like, what steps did you take in order to get a job with fitness ventures and those different and that franchise before where you're able to like get into like the business aspect of, of fitness?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, the biggest thing coming out of college I was probably, I would say February, March, like right before we graduated, Um, I I still wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. I was thinking about going into operations for college or even potentially into coaching. Um, I I wasn't exactly sure. I I had the opportunity of speaking with um, the owner of our uh, basically Fitness Ventures LLC, and he was like, hey, listen, we're going to open up a couple crunches. Um, Are you interested in potentially moving into that spot? Uh, If you are, I'm going to have you go basically into an MIT training program, Uh, where you're basically going to be on an internship for the summer um, and you're going to learn. You're not going to count towards this budget's hours, but you're going to be there basically to soak up as much information as you can in order to make sure that our first location goes correctly. Um, So I got to do that. But the other side of things, our location also offers a full kind of, uh, I would say, tanning salon. So I I got to work in a tanning salon for a month as well, kind of learning all the different beds, how uh, to do spray tans, all that super fun stuff in order to make sure that I could teach and sell Um, and train all my employees up to the best possible abilities for themselves.
0: Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So it's like, you got in contact with somebody, you were networking, and then it was like, okay, cool. This guy's giving me an opportunity to go into a manager and training program, which personally, I would recommend anybody who gets to go into a training program before they go into the actual field to do that. Because it seems like everybody that I know that's ever gone through like a development program or a training program ends up being one of the most successful people in that field, just because of the fact that like you have the time and the training from early up on in your career to help set you up for the rest of your, your career. And I, I like, I truly believe that because I've seen it flourish and in, in you Cal and some of my buddies at work. And it's just like, dang, like that is really the route to be going. And then it, he asked you about your mobility. And I tell everybody that, all the time where it's like it's always about how mobile you're willing to be in order to take over like any opportunity that you get because if you're not willing to move then your opportunities are limited especially in such like a saturated job market today where so many people are trying to get jobs and the job market's doing well right unemployment is, is at its lowest that it's ever been in the United States but still it doesn't negate the amount of the amount of college students that are continuing to graduate and look for jobs especially if you're in one city they're like, "Oh, well, I want to stay here near my college and I, I I like I can't preach enough how much it how much it means and how important it is for somebody to be willing to to yeah,
1: move. I a hundred percent agree mobility is a huge factor uh, over the past two and a half years. I've lived in six different states um so being being able to be mobile and being able to kind of move around and make sure that you can be at every facility no matter. What happens is super important, and, and also to kind of piggyback on your MIT kind of the uh, the transition programs, people who are trained to be managers. Uh, you know, we have something like that set up currently in our operations, and I, I think the the biggest thing that when we bring on somebody's an MIT. That's somebody that we're looking to invest to. So if somebody has the opportunity to move into that role, uh, maybe, you know, in a different company, you know, learn as much as you possibly can underneath that. You're going to have a bunch of different managers and different positions. Uh, You can learn different types of managing styles, learn different conflict resolutions, things that you're going to be thrown into uh, eventually, but you want to make sure that you have the necessary skills in order to deal with those problems.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And what would you say are some of the best skills that you learned from that manager and training Training, I guess you would call it, because I mean, like, like you said, it was like an internship, but it was almost like you rolled it right into the full time role. And would love to just learn a little bit from you on like what you learned from there, what the, what was discussed, right? And this is, I'm I'm assuming all about running a gym and managing a gym, but we would love to learn some of the key principles that you. Yeah, learned from
1: absolutely. There. Um, so I, I think the biggest thing that I learned from this, and it's something that a lot of people, you know, maybe. Don't learn from a potential manager and training program, but uh, I, I learned exactly how I did not want one of my clubs to be ran in the future. Um, I, I, I took a step back. I kind of understood how this manager was running the club, and even though it was very successful, uh, the level of camaraderie within the gym, whether with what, whether the the culture within the facility, the employees, it just wasn't at a level where I thought people were having a great time. Um, so th- when I took a step back and I kind of looked at it, a lot of it was. He was much more of a boss instead of a leader. Um, you know, he he was a great boss. He definitely hit all his KPIs, he got exactly where he needed to be. Uh, but he was somebody who would tell people to do something without actually doing it himself. Uh, so the, the biggest thing that I learned from that was I, I'll never ask an employee to do a task or something that I would be unwilling to do myself. Uh, so whether that's cleaning toilets, cleaning tanning beds, picking trash up, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, you're only as good as the people that you have around you. And it's kind of learning that in a manager position was super important early on. Um, and I, I think that that's helped me kind of develop all my future staff to have that same ideology uh, that you're not good. At, you're not too good for anything. Everybody has to you know, kind of pull their own weight to make sure the facility is the best possible. Cause at the end of the day, it's not about you. Uh, it's it's about the members in the facility and the best possible experience. Uh, so that was like a, a huge, huge one that I kind of picked up on at least in the manager and training program.
0: That's dope. I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome because I think a lot of, a lot of leaders a lot of managers a lot of people who work in management and in terms of like managing people can learn from that especially around like you can't task somebody with something that you aren't even willing to do right because that's leading from the front in my opinion and i think it's i think it's awesome when a leader is willing to roll up their sleeves and be like you know what i got to do this because well i'll do this with you because it's it's important to me and and it's also important to me that i show you that i'm actually helping you through this rather than critiquing and just telling you hey like hey from the top you got to be doing that you got you little peasants like there's no reason for me to be doing this because like you said i'm quote unquote too good so you know what like i got to roll up my sleeves and i really got to get down and dirty with you guys in order to lead from the front and show you guys that hey we're all in this together because at the end of the day we have to deliver the business and in my opinion like i think every business should operate like one team one dream because it's amazing what a team can accomplish when no one who cares who gets the credit. Like seriously, when everybody's on a level playing field and sure, like you need leaders and you need people who are also middle management and like working team and, and lower management. But the senior leaders have to be able to be willing to get down and dirty with everybody to show, hey, like we're all like here to do the same thing, which is make as much money as possible for this business, this gym, this restaurant, you know, like any any industry really. And it's um, it's great to hear from you, my brother, that you're like, hey, I can do this. I'm going to get down and dirty with you guys. Let's knock this out, because at the end of the day, if I have to sit down and mo- or not sit down, if I have to mop a floor with you guys to close the gym or, or on time or to get us going and save us all some time at the end of the day, then that's exactly I
1: mean, what I'm I, doing. Absolutely. Ego is the death of good leadership. Um, so just kind of understanding that when you're a manager type role in a position where you are in charge of a large group of people um, and uh, understanding how every single one of them works and how you can get the best out of them. And, and sometimes that's just by working with them and doing those types of things, you know, and especially as a manager, you want to be inspecting what you expect. So you want to be following up on those things to make sure that they're doing the task the correct way. Um, the only way to do that is to continually do that and make sure that you're in the flow of everything that's going on with your facility's operation.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. And Cal, if somebody from college were like, you know what, I love working out. I'm in the gym all the time. And I want to get into fitness with business and not necessarily like a fitness influencer, because I think that almost anybody can start a fitness Instagram or Facebook or anything of that sort and just kind of document what it is that they're doing within the gym or have somebody film them while they're lifting and giving tips and advice that way. But if someone wanted to get onto the business side of fitness, what steps would you take or what would you recommend for like a college grad or someone who's even just like young in their career or looking to to just get into that? So uh,
1: I think there's three different paths that you can kind of go down this. There is more of the the front desk operational side. Uh, There's more of kind of the group fitness side. And then there's also going to be the personal training side. So depending on what you are passionate about, what you're really interested in doing, I would go all in on that. Uh, If you're good at something, go all in on it, feel it out, try it out. Uh, I I think especially with you're working within a fitness facility, when people are coming into the gym, you want to make an impact. You want to automatically show that you're somebody different. You're somebody that uh, can make somebody's day brighter, especially if you want to be at the front desk or in a management type position. So I I would say if, if you're going to go into a gym to introduce yourself in order to apply for a job. Ask to speak to the manager right away. Introduce yourself. Show some personality. Let them know that you will do absolutely anything to work for the gym. I I promise you there is always things to do at the gym. And whether that's on the personal training side or whether that's on the front desk side or even the janitorial side, you know, sometimes you got to work your way up. But if you're willing to put in the work, people who grind and people who show that they're able to bring something to the table are always going to move up. Uh, cause at the end of the day, the, the fitness business, there is a bunch of numbers. Don't get me wrong. There's a whole bunch of techniques, but it's a person to person business. Um, and if you're able to connect with people on a relationship level, you're going to be able to make an impact in somebody's facility and they're going to want to, they're going to want you to be part of their team.
0: That's cool. That's cool. And those sound like all jobs that you could get literally by just walking into a gym, talking to the manager and then saying, hey, I want to do personal training or, hey, I want to do group fitness, i.e. cycling or Zumba or yoga or anything of that sort. Or you could walk in there and say, hey, I want to work the front desk. And would you say that the front desk is more like the business side of fitness where you're also dealing with sales and, and that type of stuff? Or would you say it's more like customer service? Yeah. Like, could you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. That a
1: bit so, more? it's honestly going to be dependent on the facility that you're in. So, I'll take Crunch Fitness as a specific, uh, just kind of example. At the front desk, they are in charge of all front desk operations as far as billing goes, point of sale items. Uh, they also do all of the membership sales, membership tours. They are all individually responsible for their own KPIs that then affect their entire gym's KPIs. Uh, but then, vice versa, on the opposite side, personal training is. I would say it's probably about, you know, 40% training, 60% sales. Uh, because you have to be able to get your own clients and you have to be able to create a connection with that person uh, when you're bringing them through maybe an initial workout um, to show them that you can actually bring an impact to their life immediately, right away. Um, and that that definitely takes a lot of sales, sales training. Uh, there's definitely certain techniques that work really well. Um, so it really kind of depends on the person and what type of information that they have, what their knowledge level is. If somebody's interested in doing personal training, uh, you definitely need some type of a certification. Some clubs will work with you on that. Same thing for group fitness. You will need some type of certification, um, and normally the more qualified you are as far as certifications go, uh, potentially the more uh, revenue that you're going to be able to generate for yourself as well.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And lastly, on this on this part, Cal, if someone wanted your job, right? I'm Chase Coleman. I'm graduating from Stetson University. I've been playing football for a long time. It's you know, fitness has been a part of my life for almost all of my life actually. And now I want to get a job as like a general sales manager, or I want to start doing like big time corporate sales or even opening gyms or something of that sort. What type of recommendation would you give for someone like me trying to get into your industry or get yeah, your absolutely. job? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So uh, first, first to go off exactly what you said earlier, mobility. Uh, you need to have the ability to move. You need to have the ability to go around, travel, um, two, you're definitely going to have to put in a lot of time in at the facility. Um, I know myself and I have two other kind of guys on my corporate level who during uh, kind of peak, peak times, whenever opening up a club, we're putting in 80 to 100 hours weeks for a whole month. Um, so you're gonna have to be willing to put in the time. You have to be willing to put in the effort. Um, and third, I would say, try to find your way with a growing company. Try to find a way of somebody that's developing. The coolest thing about the fitness industry right now is that it's constantly evolving. It's always changing. Uh, five years ago, CrossFit was the huge big thing. And now a lot of gyms are moving more hit style equipment into their actual facilities. Uh, so it's constantly changing, constantly evolving, Um, And if you can get with a club who is going to be expanding and growing, even if you're starting out at a very low level, uh, have those conversations with your managers, with owners. Don't be afraid to speak up. Let them know that you're interested in doing these things. If you don't let them know, they're not going to kind of think of you for those potential positions. So you need to make sure that you're having those types of conversations with people that are above you, or even in mentorship type roles, uh, especially if you want to get into the fitness facility. Because like I said, it's all about the relationships that you make. And if people like you, they're going to pull strings for you, they're going to get you to where, the, where you need to be just based off your personality and your charisma.
0: Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I think it's it's important for people to be willing to put themselves out there and st- you know speak up for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like Just like you said right there, Cal, no one's going to know or put you up for those positions unless you actually raise your hand, right? Closed mouths don't eat. And it's true. I mean, if you're not telling somebody, hey, I think that I'm you know, first off, I'm interested in working in upper management, and I want to start owning a gym or or managing a gym or running the operations for a gym or something of that sort, you have to at least speak up and let somebody know before they even start looking for you to looking to you for that. I mean, seriously, and especially like, if you're really good at it, they're going to continue to be like, dang, like, we're definitely getting our bang out of our buck for this person, because they're really good at the front desk job, or they're really good at personal training, or they're really good at the group training. But hey, they haven't asked about going, you know, moving up within the company. So we're just completely fine paying them whatever it is that they're making and keeping them here because, shoot, they don't really want to move up. So that's, and I'm not going to say that's more money for us, but it's like, you know, they're happy and they're really good at their job. So we're going to keep them there. And I do want to ask you, though, how would someone go about finding these development companies for fitness, like, or for gyms? How Or how would you even you know, go about finding like franchises such as the one that you're
1: working in with fitness ventures or
0: anything else where they get to work within a corporation or underneath the corporation. So
1: um, right now, like Crunch's particular uh, example, there's about, I think there's 260 locations currently active and they have plans to put in another 50 to 60 in the next like two to three years. Um, they're just going to start popping up everywhere. So uh, it's it actually recently franchised back in 2008. So it's kind of a relatively new brand as far as that goes. Uh, it's only been about 11 years now. So it's still kind of on its way up and up. Um, what I would just suggest, I mean, I, I don't know if there's an exact way of finding out how how many different clubs are underneath one particular franchise, but if you have a gym in your area, I would just simply walk in and ask to speak to a GM and ask if it's a franchise or a corporate location. Uh, if it is a corporate location, it's going to be completely different. If there's a franchise location, there's going to be opportunity to expand and to move, uh, but it really just kind of depends on what club you're going to be kind of looking to work out at or work at, um, and there's so many different ones. There's Planet, there's LA, there's Crunch, uh, there's Equinox, uh, there's, there's a whole variety just kind of depending on what you want to get into what your favorite style of gym is. Um, So I I would figure out where you like to work out, where you like to hang out. And those are the clubs that I would look at potentially, uh, even if it's just a manager and training program. And you can find a lot of that stuff on Indeed um, or even on any type of career plug app. If you just look up manager and training fitness facilities, you you will definitely find people looking for those spots.
0: I love that. I love that. And Cal, this, I mean, first off, this has been awesome. This has been fantastic. I think there's so much knowledge within today's podcast around building a gym and not literally like building it, you know, putting concrete up and building it, but I mean, building your fitness career, right? And getting into, a fitness job where you either want to work in a corporation such as yourself working for, at, for, in franchising or working a front desk job, working that personal training job, working that group tra- training job. And Cal, I mean, you gave some pretty damn good tips on how to even break into this industry, because I think there is a lot of people that want to get into it. And I personally didn't even know half these things, especially around like a manager and training program to even get into that. So thank you for sharing this. and. Before I let you go, you know, I got to ask you if you had 90 seconds, you're in an elevator and somebody was like, can you just give me one piece of advice? What would that advice be?
1: uh, The advice that I'm going to give it, it's actually uh, based off of something that a um, high high person up in Disney kind of gave us and it's how they run their business. And it's based off uh, basically the four pillars. Um, and I would suggest this to anybody who is going to potentially moving into a management type role in the future is looking to do this. Uh, when you have your corporation set up, there's four different pillars. Uh, so the first one is to create an environment where your employees want to come to work. right? Uh, They enjoy coming to work. They have a great time at work. Uh, The second one is to provide your employees with the tools to be successful. They can't be successful unless you're going to be giving them the tools, the training, the knowledge in order to do that. Uh, The third one is to set very clear expectations. Tell them what you want them to do. Make sure it's very clear to them so that way everybody's on the same page. And the fourth one is to hold everybody extremely accountable to those expectations. Um, and if you do that, you're going to have a different type of culture of the facility where everybody is on their P's and Q's, but also where they feel like they are supported and they love coming to work. Um, and that's going to make an overall impact on any type of business that you may be in. I love that. That's
0: damn. I mean, that's got to go the <laughs> best
1: of season four. Yeah. <laughs> There you go, dropping, dropping some knowledge for you for you guys out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, that's a mic drop, Cal. You could just leave now. No, <laughs> that was awesome, and dude, that was fantastic. Yeah, man.
1: No, thank you. Thanks for having bro. me on, brother. I, I, I appreciate talking to you and uh, having the opportunity to discuss and kind of let you in a little bit more.
0: Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to follow our blog at itsmillennialtalk.com. Follow us on social media at underscore way on Instagram and Twitter.